You're listening to The One Relationship, where we believe a strong marriage is the foundation for successful families, communities, and cultures. I'm Kate. And I'm Tanner. We're your hosts, and we've each had our share of unhealthy relationships. When we met, we committed to not repeat the mistakes of our past, so we set out to learn everything we could about creating a rock-solid marriage. Join us every week as we bring you real talk from our experiences, other married couples, and relationship professionals we trust. To start strengthening your marriage now, head over to theonerelationship.com and get access to our free marriage manifesto today. Welcome to The One Relationship. My name is Kate Wendell and always so honored that you share your time with me and you join me each week. So today, uh, as I uh, bring this episode to you for the for the first time, it is Easter Monday. Uh, many of us celebrating Easter, and hopefully you had a, a, a beautiful, blessed Easter weekend. And as uh, I, I was thinking about this holiday and uh, re- realizing it's it's more than just uh, Easter bunnies and egg hunts and chocolate candy and things like that. It's, it's, a, it's a very significant holiday for, uh, for Christians. And so as I thought about the, the meaning behind Easter and Christ's resurrection, uh, I thought to myself, well, how does this, how can this apply in our own life? Right? So whether you're a Christian or not, uh, this could, this could really apply to you. Because how do we resurrect ourselves, right? How do we find the light at the end of the tunnel? How do we how do we find the light? How do we get our head above water uh, when it just seems like everything is piling on us? Seems like the rock has been rolled in front of the tomb, and we're in just this dark place, and we're we're stuck right? So how do we resurrect ourselves? And I I realized that as I was thinking about this, I've actually had to do this multiple times in my life. And, um, uh, and, and as, as I look at the pattern to how often, or, or I should say, uh, every time this happened, um, there were some, some common themes in it and there were, um, just certain things that I did, almost not even realizing that this is what I did. And then particularly as this continued through my life where I had to find a way to resurrect myself. Um, you know, I've shared with you over the over the years that I've uh, I spent over a decade in depression, just sort of in and out of depression and this just depressed state and um, not feeling fulfilled and um, happy and loving life right so i was i was in a lot of a lot of times in that decade of time uh in dark places the tomb was closed and i was just stuck and uh once i got to a a place this was probably around i would say 2000 uh like 15 or so i really got to a place and maybe even a little earlier maybe like 2010 let's say um I got to a place where I was really able to um, just fight those demons and, and, and really got good tools to be able to 
um, keep myself more in a, in a positive state than fall back into those depressed states. But then after I got married, and uh, I got married in 2017, and uh, be- became you know a wife. I was a newlywed. I became a stepmother. Got pregnant right away. Um, had my my baby in that that first year of marriage. You know, pregnancy and, and baby. Um, and I fell back into a dark place. I had postpartum depression, and um, and and didn't realize that that's what it was when I was in it. I didn't realize that until you know after the fact. And I and I had got some healing, but it didn't matter the circumstances, whether I was, you know, in my thirties and just feeling depressed and, and didn't know how to get out of that place or over 10 years later, another decade later, and I'm married and I'm depressed and I'm in postpartum depression with a baby and a family. Um, there were a few, few things I did to get me to be in a good place to resurrect myself, right? To uh, see how I could see the light. I could focus on the light. I could I could have hope again, right? I could I could fight the good fight. I had the strength to do that. And the first thing that I did uh, was assess what was working and what wasn't working in my life. And I don't think we as, and I'm generally speaking, I don't think we as a society do that enough. I really don't. Uh, as I talk to many couples, um, other, other wives and moms I'm helping, um, we don't look at what is actually working and what's not working. We don't, we don't see and, and sort of just, just take an assessment, you know, like what, what's happening in my life um, and instead, we just kind of stay in the grind. We stay in the uncomfortable. We stay in the pain because we know it, even though we don't like it, we know it, it's familiar. And we're just like, oh, like, this is how it is. This is my life. Uh, I don't know what to do about it. I don't know how it's going to change. I keep trying this, but this doesn't work, you know, and we don't really stop to say, but let's think about it. What's working? What's not working? And that was one of the first things that I really did in all these dark times I had throughout my life. I had to stop and be like, I got to do something different if I'm going to get that different result, right? We know the definition of insanity of doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. I mean, think about it. I, I encourage you and I challenge you to look at your life, your day-to-day stuff. What are you doing on a daily basis, on, or at least on a you know regular basis, uh, what are you doing that feeds you well? It works for you. You feel energized. You've got some passion behind it. You're coming at it from a good place, right? Like, what is that that fuels you in a good way? And then, what depletes you? What isn't working? What is just weighing you down? And it could be things around or, or including your family members, right? It could be, you know, things that are happening with your spouse or uh, something that maybe is going on with your children. Like you, you, you have this interaction and you're realizing it's, it's not the way you want it to be. It's not working. And so that's the first step. We have to assess, 
if you look at any successful business, they will assess what is working and what isn't working in order to change things up to make sure that things keep working and keep getting better, keep improving so that their business continues to thrive, right? Like any successful business will do that. So why don't we do that in our personal life? Why don't we do that in our home life, right? So you have to look at it. And that was the first thing that I did. And then the second thing that I did was I decided to pick one to two. I didn't want to overwhelm myself even further. So one to two things. I'm going to start small because I knew that this would then have a ripple effect because we know that if we're making some changes, like these changes will have a ripple effect in a good way or a bad way, depending on what we choose, right? But I decided to pick one to two things that weren't working, you know, that I was just like, this needs to change. This isn't how I want to keep moving forward. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to say this anymore. I don't want to think this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. Whatever it was, right? Um, I picked the one to two thing that I'm like, I'm done. Like, I'm going to eliminate this from my life. And so I had to just pick and I was going to start. Like, if you think about um, you know, you want to lose weight. This is always a, a sort of a good example. I want to lose weight. Well, when we literally think that we're going to flip our diet to a 180 and like eliminate everything and I'm only going to eat this, uh, you know, I'm only going to eat raw food from now on. Like that's not sustainable. You might last for a little bit. Um, you might want to do it for a week and then introduce some hot food, you know, but if you think that you're going to survive and live just off of raw food, uh, you know, cold food, non-cooked food for the rest of your life, uh, I personally think um, you're kidding yourself. So, um, so, so it's the same that applies in the things that we look at in our, in our life. So whether it's around nutrition, maybe it's around how you, the words you use, um, maybe it's how you interact with the members of your family or, or coworkers. Um, maybe it's just something you're doing that you're like, you know, uh, I, I don't, you know, that's having a negative effect on you. Um, start to cut it back. Be like, okay, there's maybe a few things. I'm going to start with one, maybe two, depending on, on what it is, because if it's a really big one, you should start with just one, but just what, like, what is that? Right. So eliminate it and eliminate it with something positive because your, your mind, your body, you know, you're going to want to, you're going to want to go back to that bad behavior or, uh, you know, those bad thoughts or words that you're using, you're going to want to go back. So you've got to replace it, you know, kind of, kind of trick your brain and replace it with something. Um, there was a period where I, I had chose to um, uh, not, not drink for a while. And um, I still felt like, um, you know, at times I wanted a glass of wine. Um, and in, in fact, this was actually um, a few years ago during Lent. I was like, I'm going to just give up alcohol for, for Lent. Um, this was back when I was living in New York City. And um, it was... Um, really just like consuming my life. I just was drinking all the time. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to stop. So I gave it, um, I gave it up for Lent 
And um, I had to replace it with something. I had to like, how was I going to sort of still feel like I had that um, experience without actually drinking alcohol? And so what I chose to do was drink sparkling water in a wine glass. And I felt like I was still having that glass of wine. It was bubbly and it was, um, you know, maybe I even had like, you know, a flavor in it. I put some fruit in it or something. Um, and, and it was in a wine glass. I like, I like holding the stem of a wine glass, right? So I still had that experience and that feeling. So think about that thing that you're going to eliminate and what are you going to appreciate? You know, I've shared with you how I have um, uh, my mentor, Bo Eason, love this man, love what he's doing, love that I still stay connected with him all these years. And one of the things that he had uh, taught us just earlier, um, just, you know, a few months ago, uh, he proposed the question to our, our mastermind group, what do you need to eliminate? What do you need to stop doing? And 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 that really hit home for me because we like to put down a checklist of all the things we have to do, right? We put down all the things we have to do and that list gets really long. And then we get overwhelmed and then we're like, hands up in the air. I can't do any of this. I'm freaking tired, right? I mean, I've done it. I'm sure you've done it at least once in your life, if not often. And so instead of saying, here are all the things I have to do. And I'm not saying don't have a list of things that you need to do or that, you know, that are important on, on the list. Um, but what do you need to stop doing? Make a list of that, right? What do you need to stop doing? Be mindful of your time so that you're, you're, you're not continuing the chaos, the, the craziness that your life feels like right now. So let's pull out something and try to do something where that you can replace it for a good habit, a better habit, right? So that you're not, you're, you're not feeling like you're in this, uh, deprivation or, you know, you're, you're depriving yourself of something. And then the third thing I did was then I said, okay, but what is working? Here are all the things that I value and find important in my life. And I'm sure for most of us, we have multiple things, right? My, my husband, my marriage is important to me. My children are important to me. My faith and my connection to God is important to me. Uh, my organization is important to me. My nutrition and, and how I take care of my body is important to me, right? So there's a lot of things that we can put on that list of what's important to us. But what I would encourage you to do is look at all of those things that you have written down. And I encourage you to write, the, you know, write this out so you can see it in front of you, a pen to paper. Um, what is, what is the one thing right now that you can work on it's it's important and if you if you double down on that one thing the other things will start to fall into place other things will start to change those other areas of your life will start to change and improve and um and 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 benefit from just the one thing 
that you decided to focus on? Because here's what I've learned from my mentors, Shalene Johnson, Bo Eason, Pete Vargas, uh, who else do I have? Scott Mann. Uh, I have so many mentors that I uh, I connect with for various reasons and who I've, who I've connected with over the years. Uh, Darren Hardy is another one I've learned from uh, over the years. Um, they really, they, they zero in on like, what's the one thing that you can focus on that will help trickle the other things to move? We look at the things that we want to improve in our life or we want different, but we look at it as a whole picture and then we get overwhelmed and then it paralyzes us. And then we're like, hands up in the air and we don't do anything. Now, sure, there's exceptions to the rule and you might be one of them, but this is for the most circumstances where knowing that we have to make changes and improvements we see that like so much needs to be improved that then we don't do anything. And I don't want that for you. I want you to break it down and think, well, but what's the one thing? What's the one thing I can start with? List out all the areas that you would like to see improvement in your life, your relationships and uh, your work, your purpose, your spirituality, your physicality, like all the things that, you know, you, you may want improvements on, you can list them all out, but then recognize it's all connected. Everything is connected. And if we can actually, and and they're all important. We're not, we're not devaluing any of it just because I might want to focus on my nutrition right now. doesn't mean I'm not going to pay attention to my children and take care of my children in a proper manner. But I am going to say that my nutrition right now is going to be the most important. And so what does that look like? Right? I'm going to still show up as a mother. I'm still going to show up as a wife. But the nutrition is going to say, is going to take the priority in the sense that this is where my main focus is. Because if I can get my health in a good place, and I'm just using this as an example, but if I can get my health to a place where I really feel like I am so energetic and I'm thriving and I feel amazing and I don't have to worry about health issues, then I know I'm going to show up even better to my marriage and to my children. Right? So, so know how it all connects. And when you start with one, you will have a ripple effect. So as we are coming out of Easter weekend, and you're listening to this, how do you want to resurrect yourself? It's springtime. We're seeing new growth in just mother nature. And we can do that within ourselves. We can do that within our family. We can have resurrection in our life by just doing a few small things to make small shifts. Assess what is working and what isn't. Pick that one to two things that you're like, this is what I'm going to eliminate. And then here's the one thing that is most important, is the priority, is working and I want to improve it and double down on it. Because the other areas of your life will improve because of that. 
And as I look at the dark times in my life, how I got myself out, it was because I did this. Just these three simple steps. They're simple. They might not always be easy to execute. And you might have some resistance along the way. Anytime we want to do good things, there's usually resistance. It's just the way nature works. But wake up every day and keep keep fighting the good fight. Just because you mess up today doesn't mean you can't have tomorrow be amazing. Or because the whole week just went to, you know, to chaos doesn't mean that you can't start tomorrow or start right now. Be like, cool. Whenever you're listening to this, you could be like, yeah, this day is horrible right now. Cool. Now you listen to this, start over. Just like, just make the next best decision that's right in front of you. What's the next best thing that you can choose to do right here, right now? I love Matthew Kelly. He's a great author and speaker. And and he talks about that in his books. Just do the next best thing, right? So you have three steps here that can help set you on the trajectory to just live life to the fullest, resurrect yourself and your family. But even if it still feels like chaos and today doesn't seem to be so great as you're listening to this, do what Matthew Kelly says and make the next best decision. What is that for you? Thank you so much for always being here and being part of The One Relationship. Thanks for listening to this episode of The One Relationship. Be sure to subscribe right now. And we'd love it if you could do us a quick favor too. Please rate and review this podcast. This will help others who want to strengthen their marriage discover our content. To get our free marriage manifesto today, head over to theonerelationship.com. And while you're there, we'd love to hear from you. Just hit the Contact Us button and send us your questions and feedback. Join us next time for more Real Talk on The One Relationship.